Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish, a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today, on the air, on radio. What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. I love the cover of the new book, How Football Explains America, because I had an advance, which was not in the 3D style. You've got a map of the United States with the pigskin, and you, I mean it's, it's very cool. I don't know quite how to describe it, other than people should go out to the bookstore and check out Sal's book, and we'll talk about it. But first, last night's Eagles loss. A phenomenal football game, Sal. And, and, and I'm, I'm not down in the dumps this morning for this reason. At the outset of the season, I, I know what your analysis was, and you've got all the expertise in your corner. Me, I had no idea what we had on our hands. If I want to be a glass-half-full person, I'm saying today, they showed they can play with Dallas. Well, they showed last year they could play with Dallas, and I agree with you. I think there's a lot of people who are waking up this morning and saying, okay, we didn't get blown out. You know, the Dallas Cowboys are not all of that. Nevertheless, they dropped 40 points on the Eagles last night, and that really surprised me. I thought that the Eagles' defense would be a lot better. I mean, this is a team that they held as just six points last December, and they're not appreciably different on offense, and the Eagles are better on defense. So I was very surprised by that. As you know, when we talked yesterday, I said to you, 
I'd be hard-pressed to think that the Cowboys would score 20 points in this game, and they wound up scoring double that. So I was very surprised at the ease to which they moved the football, especially you know, when you have three big corners like they do in Asante Samuel, Lito Shepard, and Sheldon Brown, that they were able to find Jason Witten for seven catches for 110 yards, and that Terrell Owens had three catches, and two of them were touchdowns, and, and two wow. of them were in incendiary, mad-looking touchdown wow. catches. <laughs> that that should not happen with an experienced defense and experienced secondary like they had. And to me, it raises, I know people are going to say glass half full, but it raises some red flags for me on this defense that this Cowboys team. Now, not everybody's going to be able to ha- have the weapons, but I, I'm very, very, I don't want to get ahead of myself because you'll ask me this later about Pittsburgh. I just want to give you a little bit of a foreshadowing about it. I'm very worried now about the Pittsburgh game. Hmm. Uh, last night in the first quarter, I was watching the game with my son Michael, who's 12, hmm. and when Romo threw that bomb to T.O., hmm. I-, I screamed out loud. And he said, Dad, what are you rooting for the Cowboys for? And I said, I have such an appreciation. I can't believe I am, I am so of this mindset. I have such an appreciation for the pure skill of Terrell Owens that I find myself rooting for him. I mean, I want the birds to win, obviously. But the guy is phenomenal, Sal. Yeah, he he really, yesterday and, and last night in that game, they did a really good job of isolating Terrell Owens in situations where he could catch the football. Now, he only had three catches, though. And, and I thought they did a pretty good job against T.O. But Sean Considine, okay, who was the free safety in a nickel situation, He's not an NFL player, and they're sticking to Sean Considine just like they stuck to Matt McCoy. Sean Considine bit on that little double move that T.O. gave, okay? And if you could see Lido Shepard's reaction when he got to the end zone, he looked back at Sean Considine with a look like, what are you doing, dog? Come on. I mean, it, he's too slow, he's too small, and he can't cover a big, tall, fast, wide receiver like Terrell Owens. And, and they caught him in coverage, and it was it was a bad situation. And, you know, when you look at it and you look at the T.O., they didn't point this out in the film until Jaws broke it down much later on but on the show. But if you look at it, you say, oh, great play by T.O. No, it, it really was a really bad defensive play by a player who the Eagles have on the field that has no business being there. Donovan will no doubt be thrown under the bus in many quarters this morning in Philadelphia. I thought he turned in a great performance. It was a shame about that fumble at the end. It really end. was. But what? how do you assess Donovan I McNabb? I totally agree with you. I think it was a great performance by Donovan McNabb, and it's really unfortunate that his one bonehead play led to the Cowboys' go-ahead touchdown. They had a rever- fake reverse going to Greg Lewis. And McNabb is looking to sell it a little bit more. And I've never seen him make this kind of mistake, especially in the fourth quarter. He just lost focus. And you can see the look on Brian Westbrook's face. You know, he is really peeved and angry that McNabb did not put that ball in his breadbasket as he went up to the line of scrimmage. And he wound up putting it on his left hip. And there was a fumble. And it's really an unfortunate play because it soiled a fabulous performance. Sal Palantonio in studio. He, of course, from ESPN. Brand new book out, How Football Explains America. This is Book Club with Michael Smirconish from Sirius XM. 
Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We got another day of NBA action, so it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM, Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Sal Palantonio in studio. He, of course, from ESPN. Brand new book out, How Football Explains America. Talk to me about the big picture of, of why and how you undertook this project. This is not just a conventional book about football or the history of football. This is like a philosophical look at the game and America's fascination with the game. Well, you know, when you write a book and you've gone through this experience three times, right? Right. Yep. You wanted to do something that was unique. That's why you did Flying Blind. That's why you did Muzzled. That's why you did the book on the Faulkner. Okay. When I've written, I've written three books now and I've wanted to do something unique 
about football. There, I went through the library. I went through the bookstore. I went through the catalog of NFL books, of pro football books, of book, books about football history. And every book about football history has been written. So I didn't want to write a conventional book about football history. What I wanted to do was I wanted to find what is the reason why in this country we play this indigenous game that is played nowhere else. Why don't we play soccer? Why don't we play rugby on a professional level, on a level that really uh, attracts millions of spectators like it does all over the world? So I went back and I did some research into how in, 18, in the 1870s and the 1880s, the founding fathers of this country and the founding fathers of leisure time in this country during the Industrial Revolution said, okay, this game of rugby and soccer that was handed down to us from England and Wales just doesn't work for American culture. It doesn't work for American spectators. It doesn't work for American competitors. The game is too slow and too stodgy. It doesn't express who we are. So in 1876, they got together and said, well, we've got to change this game of soccer and rugby, these games, and create our own game, create our own American football game. So the first thing that they did was said, okay, well, Let's create a game that reflects America's movement west. Let's capture the territory on the field, hold it, and defend it. Let's create a first down. So that's what they did. They created a five-yard first down in 1880. And they said, you know what? We really need a player on the field that reflects the pioneering individual spirit of America. So let's create the quarterback position. And that's what they did in 1882. So the time between 1876 and 1882 is as important to American football as any development along the way. So I really tried to study, and I went back to the meetings that were held here in the University of Pennsylvania and at Rutgers. I looked at the minutes. I looked at the conversations and the writings of guys like Park Davis and Walter Camp and Amos Alonzo Stagg, the real founding fathers of American football, and I tried to convey what they were thinking and saying during those meetings and saying, you know what, we need a game that says, this is manifest destiny. You hold the territory, you capture it, and you defend it. And that's why the first chapter of the book is called How Football Explains Manifest Destiny. Where others have simply said, well, ours is not a soccer society, although that's changing in large measure. What you tried to do is say, what is it about this game that makes it intrinsically American? And the conclusion you came away with, which surprised me, is there's a deliberative process. Yes. It's, in other words, it's, it's not it so was much— definitely done on purpose— yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, and that's why I, I never wanted to write this that book. Until I, until I read that, that it's, it's, it, I don't know quite how to explain it uh, better than you just did, but I, I, I guess I'm being repetitive. It, it is as if this is a game that was designed to reflect American society and what makes us unique. It was designed to reflect American society, and and exactly that is. And, and you, you, when I walked into the studio, you said, "De Tocqueville, De Tocqueville, how do you have Alexis De Tocqueville in <laughs> yeah. this book?" Well, the third chapter is, and I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but the third chapter is called How Football Explains Alexis de Tocqueville. And if you go back and you read the writings of guys like Amos Alonzo Stagg, who was the University of Chicago professor who became the head coach of the University of Chicago football team, he talks about the importance of the huddle on the field. Football is the only place that has the huddle. And he said, you know what, where does the huddle come from? 
Go ahead. You want to say something? No, no. It, where does the huddle come from? Well, the huddle comes from the uniquely American cultural phenomenon that came out of our Constitution of free association. Okay? Now, that's it. And Alexis de Tocqueville was a French comparative sociologist who traveled the United States in the 1830s and 1840s. And chapter 12 of his very famous book called On Democracy talks about how in America, all across America that he went, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, he traveled and wrote about American society in the 1830s and 40s. He marveled at the fact that there was one unique quality that was different in America that from Europe was that people here freely associated like they didn't do in Europe. And so the free association of government and religion was really an important part of the fabric of pioneering across the country that people could get together in meetings and make a plan to how to advance. And so Amos Alonzo Stagg said, you know what, we'll have a huddle so you can make a plan and advance across the field. And that's how the huddle on the football field comes directly from the U.S. Constitution. You think that the uh, the 80 or so thousand people in Texas Stadium last night <laughs> and the millions watching appreciate how the game, according to Dr. Palantonio, <laughs> is a reflection of America? Or do they just enjoy that the guys are getting clubbed out there and there's good action and speed and so forth? I think that people... Sub- subconsciously, I think I'm people that subliminally understand that this is a game that really reflects who we are, okay? Who we are was we were a country that, through the force of will, strength, and violence, went across the this great land and said, we're going to conquer it, okay? And we're going to do it in a way that celebrates the individual, Daniel Boone and Davy Crockett. By the way, a chapter about the two of them. And, yes. Yes. And, and, and I equate Daniel Boone and Davy Crockett to the quarterback position. And very specifically, Teddy Roosevelt, who, ha- who was, by the way, the president of the Davy Crockett and Daniel Boone Society, uh, talks about the importance of the quarterback position to advance strength on the football field the way they did, Crockett and Boone did, as they advanced across the country. So, I mean, the parallels and the comparisons between American culture and this game, I think, is intrinsic, and people really get it. They get it. They don't know the roots. And that's why I really wanted to write this book, is to say, okay, I know you get it, but here's why you get it. There's another great example. Let me just give everyone a taste of the... uh the titles of of the different chapters in Sal's new book. How Football Explains Manifest Destiny. He's explained that. How Football Explains Daniel Boone and Davy Crockett. How it explains de Tocqueville. How it explains John Coltrane and Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Well, the 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 influence of African American culture on the game of football is really phenomenal, and people really don't understand. How, uh, if you look at black musicians in this country, I mean, Wynton Marsalis, one of the greatest trumpeters who's ever. Uh, played jazz in this country, is a great football fan. His brother, Branford Marsalis, great football fans. Jazz musicians really understand how important it is to practice and have the motor memory of repetition built in your head. It's the same concept on a football field. That's why they practice and practice and practice. So it's like it comes to guys just what to do 
on the football field like a jazz musician. In the book, Sal Palantonio talks about the Patriots and the uh, the alleged, I don't think I have to say alleged, the cheating scandal. Yeah. And if memory serves correct, because I, I, I read it two or three weeks ago, that comes in the chapter, How Football Explains the Battle of Midway. Yes. Right? Yeah. Anybody, okay. As anybody, as anybody who knows... <laughs> Make that case. As anybody who knows their history of World War II, the Battle of Midway was a turning point in the Pacific Theater. The United States sunk four Japanese carriers right after <clears throat> excuse me, Pearl Harbor. We did it by stealing the Japanese signals. And it was two guys in their bathrobes in a bivouac in Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, who figured out how to steal the Japanese signals, the naval signals. And so to me, I, I, I think that on a football field, stealing signals is fine. It's okay. And that's how, it, to me, football explains midway. Uh, Father Knows Best, how football explains the 60s with uh, a discussion of uh, Joe Willie, mm-hmm. uh, how uh, football explains show business how football explains us all. all by, right. by the way, there's a portion of the book here I want to I want to read out loud, if if I may, please. Uh, so you went to uh, select individuals and you you ask them how does football explain America. So you have this insert in the book. This uh, uh, I don't, insert's not the right word. This discussion. My father Walt loves football. Having spent decades as a referee and public address announcer, said Michael Smirkanish, conservative commentator, people would disagree with that, on CNN and MSNBC and the Big Talker in Philadelphia. Quote, he likes to explain the significance of football in America by drawing a comparison to our military. Military service begins with basic training. So does football. Before exercises, the military do recon of the enemy while football teams scout their opponents. When the action is over, plays made on the gridiron are evaluated on tape. Actions on the battlefield undergo reevaluation. Soldiers are debriefed. Players are dressed down. Relationships established in each extend well beyond the action as participants in each then return to lives among the civilian population. Soldiers and football players take pride in their individual accomplishment, all while being part of a distinctly American team. The result is a combination of strength, power, and camaraderie unrivaled by the armies and athletes of the rest of the world. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And... and you know, sociologists out there have always said, well, football is such a violent game, that's why America loves it. Well, and, and it's a game of war. And I, I don't like those analogies because it's not like war. Nobody's shooting at you. I was a member of the United States Navy. It really bothers me when my fellow guys and my, fellow, my colleagues in the media always use war analogies, and I try to stay away from them. But I didn't want to ignore how... War and soldiering and West Point and the Naval Academy influenced football in this country. So I have a whole chapter in this book called How Football Explains West Point. And what I did, and this was years of research, years. This, I've been thinking about this book for 15 years. I really have. been putting string together for a long, long time. I drew the string, the DNA string, from Douglas MacArthur through his protege, Red Blake, who was the Army head coach for 25 years, 30 years, who was learned how to hit a curveball from Douglas MacArthur on the fields of, uh, of West Point. Red Blake, through Vince Lombardi, who coached under Red Blake at West Point, through Bill Parcells, who was coached by a guy who was coached by Vince Lombardi and coached at West Point, to Bill Belichick, to Eric Mangini, 
So it's from MacArthur to Mangini. And I talk about the influences of West Point and MacArthur on the current, the, the way current football coaches coach the game properly. And that, to me, was an important way to show how military culture in the society, which is very, very important, more important than any other military culture going back all the way to Napoleon in France, um, influenced the game of football. And so we have a whole chapter about that. Do you, uh, do you think that football is in jeopardy long term in this country? by the population shift that is now taking place. A hundred million people will be added to our population roles in the next three decades. And my question is, do you think they will share the same appreciation that's going on subliminally of what this game represents? Absolutely not. And I have a, a, a vignette in this book that shows just how the immigrant population in the United States appreciates the game and the game the nfl is smart enough now to realize that the latino population in this country really loves football this is why Brent, did you see last night yes did you see in espn in yes. the national hispanic month and yes. the, the whole thing even even the uh, uh the national anthem the, I, go ahead yeah, the latino population in this country really understands how football is american and you know, just like any other immigrant culture, they want to be assimilated, just like Italian-Americans, Irish-Americans, grabbed onto this game in, the ten, uh, in 1917, 1920, how uh, Lithuanians and Poles in eastern, in eastern uh, Pennsylvania grabbed onto this game because they wanted to be assimilated. And the same thing is happening. I have a whole chapter at the end of this book where I talk about the Samoans and the Tongans and the power of the Pacific Islanders and how they have grabbed onto this game. And I really interview right. And Vaisikahema talks about how, you know, Americans, how Tongans and Samoans want to be assimilated into this culture, and the fastest way to do that is to latch on to the game of football. One last story I want to share with Sal Palantonio. My mentor at Lehigh University, Professor David Amidon, told a great story about how he was once on a bus in the Lehigh Valley and some Mormons had come to town as part of their outreach, the mandatory outreach that they need to do. And he said that he gave them advice. He said, if you really want to see this community at worship, on Friday night, go under the lights and watch everybody watch high school football because that's the communal coming together. And it's so true in so many towns across the nation. Yeah, it, it really is. And that's why I have the whole chapter about how football is a congregation-like church. Hey, guys, what do you think? Huh? I mean, it's not just the conventional history of football. This is this is truly Dr. Palantonio trying to explain to us, and I think effectively, America's fascination with the game and who in be- ways that you never thought of before. And who better than to do it than Sal Palantonio? I mean, you know, he's a... Uh... See, see, this is your cerebral kind of... Like, well, but it sounds like a great it's read. Like a, an SAT uh, exam in here, all right? <laughs> Battle of Midway. Why do we love... Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I, and what I tried not to do was make it a textbook. It's not, That's Sal. That's what I mean, Sal. Sal it sounds like you it's an succeeded. easy read. You, you succeeded. It's yeah. really great. Thank it's you. really, really great. How football explains America. You'll come back. We'll talk more about this. On a different day, what I want you to answer is, how does soccer explain the UK? Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a book. I know. You talk about it. Yeah. You talk about it. It's very interesting because I, I, I started thinking in a way I'd never thought of before about how it's, it's not just that we love it because we've always loved it. There's something else going on here. Yeah, it was done on purpose. Done on purpose. Yes. Who knew? <laughs> hey, Sal, we love having you. End of the week, we'll talk uh, Steelers, right? Uh, absolutely. All right. Sal Palantonio from All ESPN. Right, Sal.
Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We got another day of NBA action, so it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.